Yeah, I thought you were ready for this jelly. I'm never ready for this jelly. No one's ever ready Beyonce for this Beyonce is right. I don't... I'm not ready for that jelly. Hi! It's the Media Boat Podcast. This is a podcast, in case you don't know. Uh, we are live right now on YouTube.com slash... Well, actually, I don't know what it is. It's Media... It's, I think it's... Search Media Boat podcast, podcast on YouTube and you'll find us. Yeah. Uh, we're live right now. It is 6.30 p.m. Pacific time, like we are always live. The Media Boat Podcast is a show about with news about movies, television, music, and video games, and apparently a barking dog in the background. Oh, don't worry. I'll silence that dog. Oh, ooh, dark. I know, right? Um, well, that's it, not a dog's dog's journey. It's, it's, well, it will be a dog's purpose in the middle. Of t- okay. Anyways, um, <laughs> wow, that's an awful start. Uh, today is Wednesday, May the twenty second. Yeah, can you believe it's already almost June? Yeah, the twenty nineteen next year. Uh, no, we have a show next week, actually in May, and then it's June. It's crazy. I know. Uh, but yeah, uh, May the twenty second, twenty nineteen. This is specifically episode. 76? 176? 176. 100. 177, maybe? Uh, but yeah, regardless, uh, Media Boat Podcast, I uh, said what it is. My name is Matt. His name is Mike. I'm Mike. He's Matt. And because this is the end of May, it means the end of TV. Yeah. Uh, summer means that the season's over. So we'll have lots of talk about season finales. But before we get to talking about... All those shows that are no longer on the air. Yes. We have to talk about movies. We always start with movies, and we always start movies with the weekend box office numbers. Last week, we talked about how we assumed, and rightfully assumed, that John Wick 3 Parabellum would be your number one movie, and sure enough, that has happened. Uh, It's number one with $56 million dollars. I don't, know how, I don't know how that compares to the other John Wicks, but it makes it number one. So expect yeah. to see John Wick, number one ads. Hell, it made more money than Detective Pikachu did last week. Oh, shots fired. Speaking of Detective Pikachu, it is not even number two. Avengers comes in at number two. Uh, Avengers Endgame, that is, with $29 million, adding to its $771 million domestic total. Pokemon Detective Pikachu at number three with $25 million to its total of 94 so that will cross 100 by next week. Um, A Dog's Journey, as we mentioned, number four with $8 million in its first weekend. The Hustle, number five with $6 million, adding to a total of 23 Oh, no, not that hustle. Yep. Do, do, not do, that hustle. Do, 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 do. And The Sun is also a star, your other debut this week. $2.5 million. Not great oh. for a first weekend. But that's not a big budget thing. It doesn't need to make a whole lot of money, so it'll well, be fine. it could at least make some money, you think, right? But no, right? Not against uh, some fair that I guess that's still stealing some of its audience. Well, even more will be stolen from its audience as we have new releases. We do. Uh, uh, we have three small ones and a biggin. A biggin. Your number one movie is on this list. Okay, what is uh, my number one movie? Might as well get re- get over get that over with now. It's Aladdin, Disney's live action adaptation. Of Aladdin comes out next week. Yes, it does. With uh, you know Will Smith star power, with name recognition, and it being a big family musical, this is surefire number one. And um, unlike what the trailers may tell you, this is not a whole new world. Or actually it is, because it's actually like live action. So it is a whole new world. It's a whole new interpretation of an existing world. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you could say that it's a fan, new fantastic point of view. You could say that. 
However, I recommend that you don't you dare close your eyes or else you'll miss like the entirety of the movie. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. <laughs> We're good. Also, the theaters this weekend. Wait, there's other films coming out this weekend? There are other films. Believe it or not, people did not get out of the way of Aladdin. Um, Ad Astra. Um, I thought I took that off. I don't know what that is. Uh, We will probably talk about that in the news, because that is not being released. And we'll tell you why in a hot second. But what else is being released? We also have Booksmart. Uh, This is a teen comedy coming of age. Looks like... Uh, super bad, but with girls. Okay. And Brightburn. This is if Superman was a horror film. Oh, right. I this saw is a the James Gunn uh, produced thing. Yeah. I saw a trailer for this. Uh, I don't think he directed it. But yeah. But yeah. Uh, James Gunn's involved with this, Brightburn. It's basically if Superman, like the story of Superman, yeah. um, was a horror because, you know, he's an alien with alien powers. Finding out as a kid, that's kind of like a horror scenario, especially being mortal, humans, yeah. non-Kryptonians. Not being able to understand it, not being able to control it, and taking advantage of maybe the power in the wrong way. Yes, or not understanding your power because, you know, you're a kid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's what Brightbird is. That is a cool and interesting concept. Yeah. I we'll see how it turns out. I'll see how it turns out. All right. I may check this out because... I like the concept, and I like James Gunn. Uh, box office-wise, I was going to put this in a low yeah. low teens. Yeah. Needless to say. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, your number one movie will be Aladdin next week. No question. Yeah, no question. Which catapults us right into movie news. Now, you mentioned a film earlier. I did. Uh, Ad Astra. So what is Ad Astra? Well... It was a film that was supposed to be released this week, but was mysteriously pulled. Well, not so mysteriously, once you consider it was made at Fox in 2017, which is, of course, prior to the Disney purchase. Yeah. Ad Astra, in case you're wondering, stars Brad Pitt in a journey across the solar system in search of his missing father, played by Tommy Lee Jones. Also co-starring Ruth Nega, Jamie Kennedy... And Donald Sutherland. Yes, that Jamie Kennedy and that Donald Sutherland. Jamie Sutherland. Kennedy, what has he been doing? He's still an experience? Uh, <laughs> no, I was trying to mask his identity, I guess. So the film had an original release of way back in January 11th, but then moved to Memorial Day after being quietly pulled just weeks before release. No trailers or stills have been released since the Disney purchase, most likely to make way for Aladdin, which is also releasing the same Day. So Disney was probably looking at the docket being like, well, we mm-hmm. already have a big budget movie coming out with the star. We don't really need this other one to eat possible theater space. And since now we have taken over this film and we now we have the dis- power. power to distribute this, back. we're going to push it back. Uh, this is a power play move by Disney to push Fox's property out of the way to make room for their own property. Aladdin, because why would you compete? Because why? Yeah, why would you compete with yourself? So yeah, this makes sense. Uh, Also, that movie sounds dumb, and I don't want to see it. (laughs) It's a space movie. It's a space movie? I mean, I I I can't... I gathered as much from the description, (laughs) but okay, thank you for reinforcing this. (laughs) Anyways... Okay, uh, next story, though, is the one that was burned off the internet this week. Ugh. Uh, we right. may have our new Batman. What? Wait, no. 
Ben Affleck is the Batman. No, remember, Bat, uh, Ben Affleck Batman um, is, seems to be no longer a thing. Ben Affleck, of course, pulled out of the The Batman uh, planned film. Uh, and the question was, is how they were going to approach casting for that role. Uh, well, we now know that none other than uh, glowy, uh, sparkly vampire himself, Robert Pattinson, uh, will is in final talks to uh, portray uh, Batman in the new film. See, I knew that vampire was a bat. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's in the name, Vampire Bat. It's like people often forget about the vampire bat, or the bat thing. Vampires, but yeah, they're pretty much one and one. So we had bat nipples. <laughs> will we have sparkly bat? So, all right, joking aside, I should say Robert Pattinson actually has actually been kind of in a lot of different stuff over the years. He's not just the Twilight guy. Yes, even though he is most famously um, got his big break yeah. as Cedric Diggory, Diggory in <laughs> yes, um, the Harry Potter films, as everyone knows. Uh, but yeah, a lot of people on the internet have, have been right to compare this to way back in 1989. When Michael Keaton was slated to be Batman in the Tim Burton movie, and everybody freaked out, especially Batman fans, because everybody associated him with comic movies. And being a funny dude, nobody thought that Michael Keaton could do a serious role. And well, they... it happened, and nobody was mad. So it's just another example that people often just assume and pigeonhole these actors in roles that were from 10 years ago that is no longer relevant. And then people got upset when George Clooney got cast as exactly. Batman because what's this doctor yeah. doing in a film? This TV actor, yes, with time was known as a TV actor uh, to be in this big film. But yeah, things changed. And then out. the internet got all the storm of Ben Affleck even being cast right, as. Right. Wait, we just had Christian Bale as the Batman. Why do we need to recast this? Also, we already gave him a superhero film, and he screwed that up. Why would we give him the Batman? And that turned out fine. So, yeah. Anyways, what we're trying to say is do not pigeonhole Robert Pattinson. This could actually be a good fit. In case you're wondering about The Batman, the upcoming film, it will be directed by Matt Reeves, who, of course, is uh, known for the remake of The Planet of the Apes. Uh, the good remake. Yes, the good remake. Yes, not that Tim Burton piece of yeah, shit. Let's forget about that. <laughs> Never had it. Uh, which is slated, and this movie is slated for June 25th, 2021. Reeves assumed directing duties after Ben Affleck left the DCEU and allowed him to pick his own fat man. Pattinson will first shoot a Christopher Nolan film co-starring John David Washington, uh, which is set to open on July 17th, 2020. Not related to Batman. No, but John David Washington of Black Clansman and yeah. uh, Ballers. I assumed our audience would know. Yes. Well, <laughs> you never know. Uh, also, he is related to Denzel Washington. I must always bring that up whenever we talk about him. Right, yes. Uh, but that's a good pair of casting for, um, yeah, good. for a Christopher Nolan film. Uh, <laughs> Thumbs up. That being said, Robert Pattinson has actually had a lot of good acting roles yes. since the Twilight films. Yeah. I want to be clear on this. That's what this I'm is trying not, to say, yes. This is not that much of a terrible decision. Also, like, one of the first reports said that he was, like, the youngest Batman ever cast. I believe that. That is wrong. Oh. Christian Bale was 30 when he was cast as really? Batman. I didn't know he was so young. Guess how old Robert Pattinson is then. 
Uh, is he 31? He's 33. 33. But he still looks like a kid. Yeah, yeah. It's those well, good it's model... younger looking dude. It's those good model jeans. It is, right? Also, they look good on him as he's a model. <laughs> ah, jean <gene> model. <laughs> Anyways, that's it for movie news. Did you see any films this week? I did see a film. Alright. I All went right. and I saw Avengers Endgame. Again. Again, yes. It's been it was been three weeks since I've seen it, and I decided. Well, one my other friend wanted to go see it. I said it was time. I said it was time. Is this as good as I thought it was coming off of it, off the hype, or will this like hold up and repeat viewings? All right, give it to us straight. All right, I'm gonna give it to you straight shooter. It does. Okay. Period. Even though it's long, did you notice the length as much this time? I actually noticed the length more the first time watching than I did the second time. Because, okay. yeah, and that happens a lot when I watch something for a second time. I'll be like, oh, wow, I remember it taking longer to get to this point. Right. Because you have the memory of it. Right, because I have memory of it like, okay, I know this is happening next. Yeah. Oh, that's actually happening right now. Right. Not, oh, yeah. I don't know what's happening, therefore I'm going into this very blindly. Right, right. It's so, a different experience when you're watching something a second time. It definitely is. And watching this a second time, I realized... I, Realized that I did like it as much as I did the first time. It definitely felt like a good companion piece to um, Infinity War that they go back to back. Um, There's a lot of the notes still hit. I still cried. Um, The ending is still the big bombastic battle that I hoped it would be. Um, Some of the stuff that that irked me a little watching it the first time... Didn't get to me as much watching it on a review. I was like, okay. Yeah. Now that I know like where it's going, this doesn't feel too forced or too trite or <laughs> like they're trying to do something out of the ordinary here. And it's a really good uh, fan service film, which well, I'll talk more about fan service mm-hmm. when we get into TV. Yes. So it's funny that you touched on a couple of those things, because I also had some crossover with that conversation. What? I saw a movie for the second time. You saw a movie for a second time? I saw Detective Pikachu a second time. Oh, Uh, okay. So, the reason why I bring it up is because, like you just said, watching a movie the second time is sometimes a different experience. Mm -hmm. So, I think I was maybe a little harsh last week. After seeing Detective Pikachu a second time, I forgive its sins a little more. I, I am a little less irked by kind of what you just said about Avengers. Like, the little stuff, like the logic leaps and the and the, the incomprehensibleness of a lot of it didn't matter as much the second viewing. I had a little bit more fun this time. I noticed some things I didn't notice the first time. And yeah, I kind of just turned off my brain for the whole thing. You know what? It's a good popcorn movie. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's probably it's probably still the best video game movie. Like, well, let's, that, let's just that get that across. That bar is pretty low. It's to a pretty low bar, life, but... yes. But like, it's... a well enough put together where like seeing it a second time I at least understood what the screenwriters were trying to do mm-hmm. like I got it this time the first time I was like what the hell is this script this is awful the second time I'm like okay I get the pieces now I get where they thought these pieces connected now that you see like yeah. in its whole entire now I see it in a whole and I know what's going to happen I know what the twists are I can see them coming and thus be like oh, okay I see that they were hinting at this here I see this leads directly into this. Makes a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. So I will forgive it a little bit more. And I rescind what I said last week about it being like unnecessary for people who don't like Pokemon. I'm easing up on that a little bit because I took my girlfriend and she knows very little about Pokemon. Mm-hmm. She had fun. She loved it. Okay. So 
it apparently it does enough to like gracefully enter enter newcomers into the Pokemon world. This being the first in a hopeful yeah. cinematic universe, it does yeah. what it's supposed to do. Yes, it exactly does what it's supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think I think it like so now being able to to reflect on it a little bit more. It's maybe not as bad as I said it was last week. I don't think we said it was bad. I said it was bad. Okay. <laughs> I know what I said. <laughs> I said it was a bad movie. But like, yeah, looking back, it's it's better than I gave it credit for. It's fine. It's still not a good movie. It has too many issues for that. But it's a fun time if you have kids or if you want to watch something silly. It's definitely not as... The gravitas aren't there like something like Endgame even. Like, there's no emotion... Like, there's a, maybe a emotional moment. Didn't make me get emotional. But, like, other people I could see working for. But besides that, it's just a silly little popcorn movie. Okay. So, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but other than that, I did not see any new movies this week. I... No. That's the only movie I saw this week. Alright. Well, that means that we can move on. So, uh, let's talk about television. And we always start television. By talking about sports. All right, sports corner, sports time. What's sports on the sports? sports time. So first up in sports, Stanley Cup final has been determined. Ugh, and my shrieking heart has been yes. devastated. It's the St. Louis Blues against the Boston, 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 the Boston Bruins. So yeah, St. Louis versus Boston. This is a be you know Stanley cold Cup. hockey towns. <laughs> uh, it's, yeah, cold closer. Hockey it's closer than Missouri. Missouri. But, but yeah. Uh, not exactly the most traditional uh, no. matchup here. No, but Boston is the heavy favorite going into this yeah. thing. That being said, put your money on the blues. <laughs> Otherwise you'll be singing the blues. Uh, so yeah, that's happening in hockey. Uh, meanwhile, in the NBA, the Golden State Warriors swept. Swept. They will be competing against either the Bucks or the Raptors. That yeah. series is tied two two. Yep. Um, this means that the Warriors have a long time to rest up, and it means well, Drake is on the edge of his seat right now. No, no. He's, he's gone from his seat. I'm oh, sorry. His butt is no longer in the seat. <laughs> and rather, his hands uh -huh. are on the coach's shoulders. <laughs> I don't know if you see this picture. No, I haven't. But he's yeah. on the court, hands on the coach's shoulders, <laughs> going like, yeah! He really wants a hands-on approach to uh, being a fan. Well, he's not a fan. He's a part owner. Well, yeah, too. But he's also a fan. You can be a part owner and also a fan. I think you I mean like Mark Cuban? Yes, exactly. Well, because he's not a part owner. He he's is the owner. owner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, we'll see uh, who comes a, 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 a ahead in that race. But yeah, regardless, it's the Warriors again because of course it is. Yeah, they're the they're the current dynasty. Speaking of getting ahead in a race, yeah. we had the Preakness this weekend. We did. We had a horse race. Uh, War of Will won the Preakness. Who is War of Will? Why it's the same horse that got maximum security disqualified. At the Kentucky Derby last time. Me mean that horse could have won and been on its way to a triple crown? Yes. Had it not been for maximum security? Sure enough, but it did not. No. So here we are with two different winners. No triple crown this year. No, no triple crown. But uh, yes, this is the second of three. So we have to look forward to, uh, what's the last one? 
Ring in. Ring in. Come on. You oh, know the this. Belmont Stakes? There you go. Yeah, that's the last one. So, yes, uh, we, I guess uh, the horse racing waits on that last victory. Uh, that'll be in two weeks, I think. Right. Yeah, the first weekend of June, which is two weeks. Okay. Meanwhile, uh, in uh, football or uh, soccer news, FIFA has decided to stick with the 32-team tournament instead of expanding to 48 teams for their 2022 FIFA World Cup. Yeah, they had the option to add one more team to each uh, pool and bracket. They, being dicks, decided not <laughs> to do that. So now we're stuck with 32 teams, yeah, in, so. which is four teams in eight brackets, and that's how we determine all that uh, round-robin play. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I wish they would have done this, so that way yeah. you could have at least even like even teams to where you're not having like ties at the very end. Yeah, all I know is that I don't care about this one because we have the Women's World Cup yeah, this we do. year. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Women's World Cup is literally one month away. Oh. So exciting. Can't wait. All, yes, right. it's all the French we can have. <laughs> all the French soccer. All the all French. The soccer. You know how, how much time we talk about the French food during this thing? Oh, yeah, I bet. Oh, uh, French cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, anything else about sports before we move out? Um, the softball, NCAA softball, is currently going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the Super Regionals, I think, are happening. Same with NCAA baseball. They're usually about a week behind. Uh-huh. Um, also, some really bad shit finally went down in college. Um, athletics yeah. at Ohio or Oklahoma or one of those oh, states. Nice. One of those O states where you went... Oh, that's oh. what he was doing. Yeah. But the other state of the here are there. Well, it's really over there, over there. and was then. Yeah. But it's not here now, even though we're talking about it here and now. In real life sports, uh, I will be going to uh, the Angels game on Friday. Oh, you're coming? I'm going. What? With my family. I told you a long time ago I was going to go with my sister to, to Star Wars night. To Star Wars night? Yeah. Oh. We're in the boonies, though. We're like... In, you know the, the 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 seats in the back of the stadium, the five hundreds. Like yeah, like we're over there. Oh, come on, come and say hi. We probably have seats next to you. Oh, well, well, I'll text you. <laughs> it's gonna be a long game. I'm sure we'll see each other at one point. <laughs> well, it's gonna be a whole nine innings, and hopefully we get some seven runs for Chick Fil A. Some Chick Fil A. <laughs> I, I hey, I'll take Chick Fil A if I don't have to pay the company for it. Oh no, it's free Chick Fil A. Yeah, like I said, if it's free, I'll take yeah. it. Yeah. Anyways, but that's not news. <laughs> no. Well, we do need to talk about some TV news, though. We do, because it was a big week in TV uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, if you're a dragon, and one, if you're an aardvark. All right. Well, let's talk about the aardvark, because it starts with an A. All right. Yes. Alphabetical <laughs> order. That means we talk about Arthur. Can one, can you believe that Arthur is still on the air? Uh, Arthur? 22 seasons, I believe. 22 seasons of Arthur. Good for Arthur. I know? believe that is our entire adult life. Yeah. Well, no, that's like our entire Good life. Man. Like our entire like cognizant life. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. As far as that I know. That we were like the first generation for Arthur. Yeah, like as far as wow. we've been like able to recall what's on television, Arthur has been a program on television. Yeah. That, that, that's it, weird, weird to think about. Weird to think about. But yes, Arthur uh, is in the news this week, not because of the length, uh, the length of the show, uh, but because of what it did. Does uh, what it uh, portrayed this week in its episode. Um, so, if you've not been watching any news this week, or been on the internet, or been on the internet, 
You all know uh, that uh, on Arthur, a character, uh, a, the, uh, Arthur's teacher, Mr. Ratburn, uh, married Patrick. A uh, Ratburn is a rat, by the way. Uh, married you know Patrick in, in, the, the, in the show's first uh, uh, gay marriage ceremony. Um, also, kind of uh, one of the first ones in animation, technically, uh, Steven Universe, University did first last year uh, with their depiction of a uh, gay marriage. Uh, but this was a big deal because this is a show that's aimed towards a slightly younger audience than Steven Universe. Uh, not only that, but this is a show on the public, public broadcasting. Yes. It is public television, yes. uh, which makes PBS. it a little bit of a different it's... thing than cable. What's that? PBS public broadcasting yeah. system? system. System. That didn't sound right in my head. System. Yeah, it's dumb. I yeah, don't, I don't get why. It, there was a period of time in television where they called things systems, like Turner Broadcasting System. Yeah, I guess I'm explaining. Yeah, TBS. it's a system. Yeah, uh, so okay. Maybe it was system. Uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, well, not everybody is super thrilled about the portrayal of something 100 percent normal that happens all the time in real life on television. Who'd have thought? So, um, apparently, <laughs> this is where Arthur gets involved in time travel, yeah. as we're going back to, like, the 1960s Yeah, or 70s. because back in Alabama, uh, the Alabama Public Television uh, branch of PBS chose not to air the recent Arthur episode. Uh, so, yeah, um, the director of programming at APT, Mike McKenzie, sent a message in mid-April alerting stations to, quote, possible viewer concerns about the content of the program. After he and others at APT viewed the episode, they decided not to broadcast it, showed a rerun instead. They said, quote, Parents have trusted the Alabama Public Television for more than 50 years to provide children's programs that entertain, educate, and inspire. More importantly, parents trust that their children can watch APT without their supervision. Mackenzie also said that if APT had aired the episode, the station would have taken away the choice of parents who felt it was inappropriate for their children. So yeah, we don't need to unpack this for you. This is dumb. Like, this is something that kids are just gonna ha are going to see in their real lives. This is a normal thing to people getting married. But think of the children! I am thinking of the children. I think it's great for the children to see the fact that this does happen. So if they do in uh, the find in their lives themselves questioning their sexuality, that they don't feel like it's a taboo or something that they can't but they're five. But they're like pre pre kindergarten. They shouldn't be thinking about this kind of stuff. Yeah, but it's like that, that that argument doesn't make any sense because they're not even sexualized at that age, anyways. They're not thinking about straight marriage either. So why does it matter? It's like it's it's. Just, I think it's important as a kid to be shown all of these things because that's when your brain is kind of trying to grasp these things that are beyond it. But think of the children. Right. You're taking away my right to raise my kid by showing this on a public-funded television I, station. I, I know you're 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 playing devil's advocate here. I know you see my horns. Yes, like I saw them growing out. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a dumb argument. Oh, no, it doesn't really it hold is. any water. Uh, and it's the only. It's very telling that this is the only uh, station that is doing this. Oh yes, only in Alabama <laughs> is this thing news. Yeah, which is weird because we had. A thing about Georgia last week. Right. Yeah. And that's Alabama. Yeah. And Alabama, weirdly enough. I bet Florida's going to be next week on something. Hey, I got to toe that Florida-Georgia line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyways, but yeah, um, whatever. Uh, I, I, uh, it's, I think it's very cool that Arthur did this. I think it's a really good statement 
because uh, yeah, the bar the bar keeps uh, keeps moving up um, as as more of these shows keep raising it. Like it's just amazing that we're getting to the point where even a show on public television like Arthur can make a statement like this and be like, "Nah, this is normal. These characters are like are just like the people who you see in real life." Well, can't you be happy for these? Are well, I guess the rat. Also, be happy did you see for them the in their rat. suits? They are so cute. I'm sorry. No, you have to look up screenshots of their weddings. Adorable. A rat and Ardvark got married. Wait, is it Ardvark? Yeah. I thought it was the rats. Ratburn is an ar- a rat, right? I believe that the other man involved is an Ardvark. Really? Yes. Uh, why is that not more of the, the <laughs> focus of this thing? He's saying that they should be more mad about it being interspecies. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like that would be a more Alabama thing than yeah. than. No, 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 no. They're thing. totally fine with that. They're weirdly enough totally fine. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on. Anyways, uh, it's a cartoon. Talk about the big dragon in the room. I mean, elephant in the room. Yeah. Anyways, it's a cartoon. It's fictionalized. Yeah. It's nothing to get all huffy yeah. puffy about. Also, since you know this is happening as an adult watching the news, you could, you know, I don't know, not watch the episode for that day. Yeah, or or <laughs> like you could uh, like let your kids watch this instead of the other big thing on television this week, which I'm sure some kids probably got subjected to against their will. Game yeah. of Thrones. Oh, I thought you were talking about Big Bang Theory. Oh, God, I hope not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Game of Thrones was, of course, your biggest news in television this week. It's season, series, sorry, series finale uh, aired on HBO, and it set some records. Oh, right. Across. What did it break besides the throne? Yeah, it and the wheel. HBO, HBO Go, and HBO Now. The conclusion of the series drew 19.3 million viewers, overtaking the previous series high of 18.4 million viewers. No, 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 not that series. Previous uh, record. Well, that's not what you have written here. Oh, okay. Uh, anyways, this previous record, I guess, of a series high. Yeah. Uh, which was just last week. Of 18.4 million, million viewers who tuned in to the finale of The Big Bang Theory on CBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, 13.6 million people watched the 9pm telecast on HBO alone, breaking the record for the single biggest telecast in HBO history. The previous record, of course, was a season 4 premiere of The Sopranos in 2002, which drew for 13.4 million. So it's a hit. It's a hit. We, we should not cancel out, this thing. Well, it's a hit. Well, it got canceled. It got canceled. It's over. Uh, but yeah, uh, HBO president of uh, programming, Casey Bloys, explained that in, in, in an interview following the finale that, quote, I don't think there's any way that all fans would have been happy. I think based on online reaction, which you do have to take with a grain of salt, it does seem split, and I think that's about right. Some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. But the point is, Everybody's feeling really passionate about it. They will begin production on one prequel show in the summer, but do not have plans, any plans right now, at least, of making a show that directly ties into Game of Thrones. Yes. Uh, these will be shows set in the Game of Thrones universe, but it's for anything tied to yeah. like a post-Game of Thrones, like what yeah. happens to Arya, what happens to Jon, what happens Nothing. to all those characters. All, all those characters. No, they're not going to see those characters, not going to mention those characters. Unless they, like, do these prequels and they catch up to that timeline. And I believe this is a perfect segue. So, like the man said, some people are going to love it. Some people are going to hate it. 
What did you think, as our resident Game of Thrones watcher here at the Media Boat Podcast, about the series finale? So, I was watching The Throne. Yeah. Um, doing my don't, night's watch. Don't let you get into your zone. I, I'm going to get in my zone. Before I get okay. in my zone, okay. uh, I have news, or at least thoughts, from the doctor. Okay. We got thoughts. Uh, yes. Hot off the presses here. Hot off the presses. Um, she has seen one, the, the, the pilot episode. Uh-huh. The second episode. Uh-huh, and then the finale. And then the entire season eight. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, so, going off of that, her <laughs> thoughts are, I it felt rushed, but I loved the production. And that about sums up a lot of <laughs> what the internet is saying, yeah. is that this felt rushed. Why was it only six episodes? But it's beautiful to look at. I can't fault anyone... Except the writers here. And I can get that. I get that. But what did you think? Having watched the show in its entirety. Having watched the show in its entirety, I think that this is the ending that we got. That's not an opinion. It it is an opinion. It's the opinion of this is what we're given. Because we don't have... We can't look at the books for source material. Right, because it's not really anymore. Re- well, one, they, they kind of skewed away from it. Two, they're not even released yet. Yeah. And three, George R. R. Martin's just going to sit on this thing and never release it. <laughs> Ever. He's teased about it, but that's part of what the show was built on. This show was built on subverting the fantasy genre. This show was built yeah. on subversion. Built on... Not having your characters do what you think they're going to do. Built on everything being ex- being a mystery. Built on things not going how you want them. How, your hero's not always winning. And that things happen and you just have to roll with it. Mm-hmm. That's what the show was built on. And for it to go from that to this semi-predictable ending, <laughs> because... It's a TV show, and it has to have a happy ending because Hollywood ending yeah. makes it feel betrayed, in a sense. I think that there are some things that were set throughout, but because I did it in six episodes, instead of another another one or two seasons that they could have built out, yeah, it could have had a better um, roundabout ending to everything. Felt more satisfying, but the showrunners were hired to adapt the books with the hope that since the two next books were announced, that he was making two more books and that they were going to be released, that, well, we'll stretch this out as much as we can with what we have, and they should be released within the next years. (laughs) And here we are, ten years since they started production on the first episode. Right. And those books haven't been released. And so, as much as people blame the writers, I blame George R.R. Martin more because <laughs> he gave them a synopsis of what was expected, of what what he had planned for these characters, in a synopsis. And we've seen, in recent news, what a synopsis yeah. is compared to what the full thing is. Yeah. A four-page synopsis compared to a 400-page um, actual, like, Detailed briefing of what happened in this world. Um, not naming names here, of course. <laughs> of course. 
No. Uh, but when you're given that synopsis and you have to draw your own conclusions from it, that's what we get. And that's what we got. So I can't really fault anyone for how this turned up. But that's why I put all blame on George R. R. Martin because this thing isn't released. Yeah. Therefore, they have, they're basically shooting in the dark like, okay, we know these characters have done this. Apparently, and they really this. were shooting in the dark a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, they were shooting in the dark. <laughs> that being said, I loved all the production on this. Yeah. I think that some of these battles and sequences and scenes are great. Um, it does kind of irks me when fans get too emotional about it when it's pointing out like oh look there's a coffee cup in that scene or oh look yeah. there's a water bottle behind that leg if you zoom in real close you can see it like i'm watching the whole thing not being super nitpicky about it and as a casual fan of game of thrones and i say that with like the most casual of things <laughs> to where like i'm watching like videos on theories about how the show should end, what they set up, and what's coming next. Yeah. And let's break down this uh, this upcoming episode for 20 minutes. Like, I, I watched all the... Well, listen to watch, same thing. Watched <laughs> all those. And I can see how some fans are, like, um, mad because they set up prophecies and stuff within the, uh, within the show mm-hmm. that they don't pay off. Right. But... That's also life. Life's not a life-fulfilling prophecy. It it's it happens. It doesn't. It's a prophecy that might happen, that should happen, but you're, no one can predict the future. And that's ultimately like what this what the show's about is that it's unpredictability. And so, if you have these prophecies that you need to fulfill, then everyone's gonna be pointing and waiting for that to happen. While being like, ooh, blindsided over here. And then you're like, like, no, no, but I'm looking over here. But the action's over here. But I'm looking right here because this needs to happen. Mm-hmm. But this is actually what's happening. But this is what needs to happen. Because <laughs> prophecy. Yeah, but all this thing is happening right here. Pay attention over here. <laughs> yeah, but this thing. It, and yeah, so that's what's what this has created is the kind of this question this week that's been talked about a lot on the internet. Which is like, how much do creators of things have to care about what the fans are saying on the internet? How much does it matter if the fans are like, no, but we want it to be this way because of all these theories that said it was going to be this way. How, it's almost like the discourse that happened with The Last Jedi. Again, with the Star Wars. Where it's just like, fans care so much about this stuff. They care so much that it's like their lifeblood. Is they spend so much time developing these theories that as soon as the the creators thing that they wrote a long time ago actually finally happens, they're like, "This isn't what we wanted." How much of what creators want and the fans want? How much is that going to clash now when this is just a normal fan interaction for a big thing like this? Right, and that's one thing that I brought up with start with uh, Avengers. It being that it paid off a lot of fan service. Yeah. But that's what Game of Thrones was never about. It was never about fan service. It was never about a fantasy. And nor should anything be about fan service. It's about whatever the showrunners, or in this case the author, wants the story to be told. That's what they're going off of. Yeah. Not what the fans want. Not what the fans think. Not what 
oh, I have this theory that would make it really good. No, that's that's good that you have those theories, that's good that you have those thoughts, yeah. but... It's fun to imagine stuff about a world. Right. But Ultimately, it's, it's not up to you. You're not being paid by the network to that, come that's up where with I was story. Going. That's where I was yeah. going with, is that until you get paid to actually sit in a room <laughs> right. with other writers and write this thing out, you literally have no say on where okay. the story goes. But I do want to make something clear, that there is a line between being critical of something and starting a petition to change it. Oh, yes. I oh. want to make that clear. I'm not saying it is bad to critique things on, that you see on television or movies. I mean, we do it all the time here on this podcast. Mm -hmm. It is good to have your voice heard if you didn't like something. By all means, put up a blog or something about the reasons why you didn't like it. Because hopefully what that does, it starts a discourse about the why. And for future things, mm -hmm. like, for example, these creators' future work on... A Star Wars trilogy that got confirmed. Mm -hmm. um, maybe they'll take some of the things to heart about the way that they treat their characters and treat their narrative. It is not, however, your your job to say, "Yeah, but you need to take this back, put it back in the oven for a while, and put it and and serve it to me the way I want it specifically." That is not an option. It's not a Pizza Hut. Don't you can't call the Pizza Hut and be like, "You screwed up my pizza. I I need a new pizza." No, it's not. It's not that kind of transaction. Game of Thrones ended the way Game of Thrones ended. It's not gonna. You're not gonna be able to change it through the sheer power of fandom. Actually, that would be, be a great idea. What to put up like an Indiegogo of, or whatever Kickstarter of raising a bunch of money to reshoot the final season and see if people will uh, actually pour money into it. Oh, I'm sure some idiots would. <laughs> but you shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't. Uh, but yeah, um, it's it's dumb. But like, people get really invested in things, and they can. And the internet has given a lot of people like the power to turn that kind of in on in a nasty way, as opposed to just a supportive, crit critical way. Right, and when you have social media platforms where everyone's a critic and yeah. can voice their own opinions, yeah. it can get lost into what into not only like thinking for yourself mm -hmm. and being critical of what you saw and how you enjoyed it or your experience with whatever creative outlet media right. it is. But that doesn't mean that you can attack yeah. other people for creating something, for actually like putting time and effort and work into something that they deemed was worthy of their time and effort. And again, we're not saying that you can't be harsh. You can definitely be harsh. Oh yes, no, criticism is welcome. Yeah. But there's that line between criticizing something and attacking. And, and, yeah, and, and like yeah. just wishing the wish, wishing something that does, like the impossible, like something that doesn't happen. Like this, I feel like this Sonic the Hedgehog thing is going to screw a lot of people's brains up. Because people complained and the director said, okay, we'll take him back, we'll, we'll change him. That is exactly what's not supposed to happen. Right. That tells the fans that they wield too much power. That's ceding like artistic like control to the people who buy your buy your product. It's like at that point, it's, it's almost ceases to be art. It becomes this thing that's that's made by committee, and that is not what Game of Thrones or Sonic the Hedgehog movie should be. Even though I don't care about Sonic the Hedgehog, I still want it to be. The thing that the director or the team that made the film wanted it to be. Right. You want it to be their interpretation, their yeah. take on it. 
And what's the point of telling your story if you're going to tell your story and then have it immediately thrown back at you and say that it's wrong? That's not what storytelling is or has ever been in the history of the world. But anyways. All right. Are we, are, can we step off the soapboxes? <laughs> well, yeah, for once we're on the same page with <laughs> yes. this, though. That's very exciting. We're rarely, we're rarely in agreement about this kind of thing. Uh, oh, we'll be in agreement a lot more with stuff. Because yeah. yeah. Game of Thrones wasn't the only thing to end this week on TV. It wasn't. There was a cavalcade of both series and season finales. Uh, what uh, The first one that hits both of those marks, and that'd be The Big Bang Theory. This was technically last week, as you mentioned. Yes. Uh, I think it was last Tuesday or Wednesday, but... But yeah, uh, the biggest uh, sitcom. Thursday, uh, I would maybe. say probably up till its cancellation. Um, on television. It was a huge, huge hit for CBS. It lasted forever. What was it, 11, 12 seasons? 16? No, not that long. 14? Right? Yeah, it was a really? long... I should have put that down. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it was... It ran forever. Incredibly long, uh, long time on, on the air. Uh, obviously a divisive show. Yes. Um, it seems like it's something that you either really, really love or really, really hate. Yes, and also there are video essays out there breaking down why you <laughs> shouldn't why. like this show. But at the same time, though, like, you know, I've, I've, I've a little eased up on my position about this over the years. Like, I don't like it. I will choose not to watch it. I will actively avoid it. That being said, like, it's pretty harmless. Like, of all, like, uh, like at the end of the day, it's like, sure, if, if this is something that somebody likes to giggle at, then fine. It's, 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 it's like something you can put on and like, it won't really annoy, it won't offend, it will just exist. It's just background noise. And you know what? That's fine. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched not only the two part finale, but also like the last like introspective, we'll take you around the studio for it and give you that stuff. Do you think like it ended in a way that like felt right for like a show of like, that's going to go down as like an important sitcom you could say it on a comedy show level yeah. rivaling that success of friends yeah yeah i'd say this show has hit that mark okay yeah. um it's not like uh how i met your mother which was supposed to be the successor to friends but then completely botched it the last two seasons um this show Always knew what it was about. Yeah. It always knew what jokes it wanted to tell. And when it got to the final season, even though it was still making the same jokes, <laughs> it still, that was totally fine and totally okay. Because one, it knew its audience. Two, that formula is trite and true and will bend but never break. Mm-hmm. And three, it... It's a nice ending. It's a good ending. It got to the peak of scientific achievement and ended in a way of two different speeches. One, not only hope for, not only like expressing like its hope to its audiences, but also in a weird meta way, saying thank you to the cast. Uh-huh. Uh, I was just saying thank you for sticking through all this craziness and debauchery <laughs> that we put you through yeah. because one, we paid you a shit ton of money to do it. 
but and you'll like, never have to work another day in your life. Like I was for gonna it. say, they should not. The network should not be thinking them. They should be thinking that network because, like, well, no, I no, guess no, the network no, should no, be thanking them for leaving because they don't have to pay them millions of dollars anymore. Well, that's paid in royalties, but it's it's the weird meta way of it's like not the network at that they, point. That's the production studio, right? But it's the weird, <laughs> it's the weird meta way of, of the writers saying thank you to the characters sure, yeah. for for doing the for script. not just doing the scripts but having such great chemistry. Week yeah. in and week out. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah. That being said, when they did the, like the introspective part of it, I was like, "Wow, did I really watch that many episodes?" Because you recognized, I like, recognized like about eighty to ninety percent of what they referenced. I was like, "Yeah, I remember that happening. I remember that happening." I remember that. like, "Yeah, did I really watch that many stuff?" Or did I show, just catch it? Uh, did I just catch all on replay? Well, I feel like that. I feel that like that's like only played the show. hits. A show like that is on the air, like, even if you don't watch it, you absorb it by osmosis. Yeah. Like, I feel like Friends was like that for a lot of people, too, like, back in the, back in that era, where it's like, yeah, it's like, you just absorb these things culturally, whether mm-hmm. it's other people referencing it, whether it's being on TV and reruns for 10 years, you know, you just see stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can absorb it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I guess, like... That's cool to see that they actually did a decent job with it uh, going out. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see how uh, television history treats it. Because I do think that it's going to be like this touchstone. I think it'll also be notable as being the last massive multi-camera hit. Yeah. It's the last of its kind, really. Like A, a live studio audience. Yeah, live studio audience multi-cam set is like getting very, very rare now. Uh, and like... I don't really know. Can you name one currently airing? Um, yes. What? Abby's. But that's because oh, that's right. it's, just... um, I just mentioned that like uh-huh. two weeks ago. But had I not seen that, I don't think I would have been able to name one. And Fox just canceled the ones that they put out on last season. Right. The Cool Kids uh-huh. and uh, whatever the other. They still have Last Man Standing. Yeah. Okay. So I can name one. So I can name one that is I currently can name one. In last Man Standing is still airing. Yes. Um, and Abby's got a second season. So, okay, there's at least two. But they're not hits the way that Big Bang Theory was a hit. No. So I don't know. Maybe that will be the last of its kind. Maybe. It's a dying breed. Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, because even the spin-off Young Sheldon isn't multi-cam. It's, no, it's single cam. Yeah. So yeah, like, it has a legacy of sorts on the network. It just isn't the same. Right. All right. Let's oh, I think about... Mom's still on? Mom, I believe, is still on. Okay, so that so, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I guess Mom is... Yeah, but again, Emmys aside, that is not the same kind of hit. Right. Like, it's a... It's it's uh, been an awards show, but it has not been a, uh, a ratings show. No. But let's talk about a show that is uh, not a ratings show either. Saturday but, Night Live. No. Oh, well. It is technically also an awards show, though. It has won an Emmy. Yeah, uh, that's also, what I'm talking about. Yeah, that season also ended this past weekend with Paul Rudd um, <laughs> as a host. Yeah, no one cares. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of more misses than hits. They're sticking a lot with the political yeah. stuff. I wish they would get away, but when that's what dominates the news. In fact, I noticed that I looked at I looked at like who, who's been on this season, mm-hmm. and I realized I only watched the first two episodes of the season before I dropped off. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's exactly where I left off after two shows." Uh, so yeah, I am not. Yeah, I'm probably not going back until they get a refresh. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Anyways, 
but we, what I'm trying to talk about is another show with uh, dragons, uh, well, uh, kingdoms, dra dragon cycles. Dragon cycles. Uh, dragon. I thought you go reverse, but with kingdoms, magic, and dragon. Kingdom magic, cycles. dragon cycles. I thought that's how you go with it. Uh, monsters, big battles, epic lore. Yeah, all of the above. Time travel. That I think nailed the landing in a way that Game of Thrones could never even imagine. And didn't have the seasons. Yeah, it didn't exactly <laughs> have the seasons. Of course, we're talking about Star Wars The Force of Evil. Yes. We know that we're fans. We're, we're big fans of the show here. Very sad to see it go. Uh, however, even though it's gone, it definitely left an impact. Oh, man. So this thing, so this season has, I think, been the best season of the show. Yeah. Like, and that's saying a lot because season two and three are also very, very good. Mm -hmm. But what they did here was they made it feel like things were happening to continue the plot while also making it feel like they were wrapping up and tying up loose ends and you didn't even realize that they were. Like, the, mm -hmm. the finale of this show is presented in a way where it's like, yeah, we're going to wrap this up. The whole time we've been wrapping this, up, wrapping this up, and you didn't even realize it. Yeah, the four-part finale, because yeah. it feels like four parts, yeah. with, with an epilogue, Yeah, um, is some of the best written animated TV I have seen in a oh, long time. It's fantastic. It, they, they, they do the thing that, from what I've been told, that Game of Thrones didn't do this season, mm -hmm. which is they actually took care of the characters. They were like, what is a special about these characters? Let's have... Spend some time with each of these characters and really delve into why they matter in this show's lore, and let's give them the send-offs that they deserve. Every single character which is their time in this season. Which is insane when you yeah. think about how many characters are in this show. It's a lot. Because not only do they take care of the monsters right, in the yes. show, not only do they take care of the human story in the show, not only do they take care of the magic in the show, which I thought was really tongue-in-cheek. Right, like, right, right. In a throwaway gag, they explain a lot of the magic stuff. Yeah, yeah, totally. But they explain, like, the like the magic, like, aspect of it. The, the whole magical dimension right, yeah. had its own episode and finale that got paid off at the end as well. But my favorite thing that they did in the finale, and this is going to have light spoilers. I don't want to spoil too much about it. Uh, because I do want to encourage people to go and, and watch this thing if they haven't. Um, because there's not a whole lot of episodes. Like, four seasons with about 20 It's about 18, I think. So you're talking about... 18 to 20 episodes. Under 90 episodes of the show. So, by all means, very digestible. You can watch this in a weekend if you really wanted to. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, one of the things that I really love that they did in the finale, that a lot of finales have a problem with, is that there is an event that kind of leaves the uh, the fate of many characters in question. And what a weaker show would have done was tear the story away from the lead character and actually take time to be like, this character is doing this now. But what this show did is that in the perspective of the main character of the show, there is a conversation that is had where they're like, oh yeah, so-and-so, this is probably what they're doing. They're probably fine. And the show uses that as a way to end that other character's arc mm -hmm. without actually committing to what actually happened to them, which I think is genius. 
it's a way to have give your the audience the feeling that that person is resolved because you in your heart know you know what that is probably what that character is doing now without necessarily having to tear it tear you out of the moment and try to res panic resolve in everything in a rush i thought it was really smart no it was really great they do a lot of great things here yeah. they one of the things i thought they did really well was with the kids <laughs> and use something that they already had established in an alternate dimension of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And fast forward, so it's like, oh, like I know you like these two characters together because they yeah. work well together. Yeah. But we also know that we can't really pay off that that amount of time with these two. Right. With these characters, so let's use what we have and fast forward it to get that payoff. Yes. And not only that, but to advance the plot of. What we're currently working on as well. But yeah. Also, I mean, you touched on this earlier, but I think one of the coolest things that this thing does, it was willing, it's a show that is willing to take its entire conceit and remove it from the world of the fiction at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. And that's not even the craziest thing that happens to the world of the show. The craziest thing is at the very end what they decide to do with the show's universes. Yeah. So, not, it, it, it does two things that are like completely like, you can't do that. And does it anyways. It makes it work. It makes it believable. So, uh, I <laughs> did... I So, had I watched this thing yeah. on a weekly basis, I would not have been able to sit still. Because <laughs> it leaves you on such cliffhangers where you want to see the next thing, but you're going to have yeah. to wait a week. I was lucky enough, like I mean super lucky enough, yeah. to start binge-watching this at a certain <laughs> point, yeah. and then just happen to... <laughs> Like, be all caught up when the season finale aired. See, give or take, I have watched this naturally. I have watched this since it started on a weekly basis. I have not been... But I still really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Because I don't... I, I, Yeah, it was it was exciting. And also, it doesn't really count the season, though. Because the season, they, they put two episodes, which is technically four episodes, every week. For this last season, so it was like technically I was kind of watching them in twos. Okay. But for the most part, the show has been a weekly show, and so yeah, like it was it was an interesting thing um, in this kind of age of that we're just gonna drop everything at once kind of show. Uh, but yeah, uh, uh, I don't know if there's too much more to talk about, but yeah, it's 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 great. If you missed it, uh, by wait, all means, go catch up. Or just wait for Disney Plus and then just binge the hell out of it. I plan on, by the way, I know this came out last year, but there is a book uh, that is kind of like, I guess, a real-life equivalent of her magic book of spells Okay. that you can get off of Amazon, and I think I might actually buy it now. Because oh, really? it's it's written by the creator and oh, the by team Jared Nefsi. and the and the team and, of writers and so it's like it's canon it's all like canon in the show so it's like Gravity Falls' third exactly book exactly like that yeah so it's like it'll be cool uh, I want to I almost want to get just to see if there was stuff in there that hinted at or fleshed out the ideas mm -hmm. that they couldn't have gotten to in the in the last season because there is a couple of unanswered questions not to say that they didn't do a good job of resolving. They did, but it was like, they, they left a couple of things open that I don't want to talk about here because of spoilers. But yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if that book kind of goes into some of that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, 
definitely uh, definitely something that goes up there with the with Gravity Falls. Speaking of Gravity Falls, mm-hmm. as like some of the all time uh, great stuff from this this. Uh, this, this cartoon renaissance we're yeah, having. seriously. Speaking of, by the way, I just learned this week that if you are an Adventure Time fan, they are putting out an entire series collector set of Adventure Time. Ooh. So if that is something that interests you, that is a project product you can purchase. It comes with extras and, like, I think that it comes with, like, a map and stuff and, like, physical goods. Okay. So, like, yeah. So Like a legit box set? Yeah, a legit box set, the entire series. So, yeah, super fans should absolutely uh, check that out uh, if that sounds interesting to them. Okay. Um, uh, do we need to talk about Star anymore? Because, like, we can go to a whole lot of spoilers yeah, but, and how good this thing is. Like, nitpicking everything. I think we did a pretty good job. But, we do that off pod. Yeah, we do that off pod. <laughs> But yeah, uh, the last thing we uh, briefly want to talk about, I guess, Brooklyn Nine Nine wrapped up the season. Yeah, this was its first season on NBC. I thought it was okay. Uh, I initially it, there was some growing pains for me at the beginning of the season where yes. I was like, eh, it's fine, but it's not as good as it is. But I think they found a groove toward the end of the season. I really liked a lot of the episodes. I liked the stuff that they did with seeing Gina off. Yeah. I liked how they did uh, the, the, the last couple episodes of this season. Uh, I liked the case-cation. Yeah. I liked the two the double ending, the Suicide Squad. Yeah, that stuff was fun. That stuff was good. It was a good way of being like, hey, remember these characters? Like, I like do something with these characters. I liked the Cinco de Mayo yeah, episode. Yeah, that was fun. Because they knew that they weren't going to be on October. Yeah. <laughs> funny it's like wait the, the fighters had a panic it's like oh no we don't have a halloween episode this year <laughs> yeah i think yeah after like the first four or five episodes four episodes yeah. like three or four episodes they they found the news they found out what what they could play with with the new yeah. rules of not only the bleeps and the blurs <laughs> right but they but really they really like like retooled the characters like okay they're in these new aspects they're in these new like roles yeah but we can still have fun with them and they were able to figure that out and move forward with it, and it's got its own footing by the very end. And I'm happy to see it. So yeah, continue. I'll be. I'll definitely keep watching uh, through uh, the next season. I'm uh, interested to see what else they do with it. Even though it's still, you can tell that they're running out of. They're running on fumes at this point with that yeah. show. There's only so much you can do with that premise. And yeah, they're running out of promotions for these characters to get. <laughs> they're, they're running out of big ideas, but there's definitely a lot of small ideas they yeah, can see. Sure. There's a little fun that they get. There's yeah. a lot of fun that they get out with the little, little stuff. All right, speaking of little stuff, we have to move we on have to move on. Talk about the rest of the world of cancellations and renewals. No, oh, yes, because uh, we not only did we watch stuff, stuff got canceled. Yeah. So first up, uh, or, or, or and or renewed. Uh, first up, I think we talked about this last week, but the bold type on Freeform renewed for a fourth season. I don't know if we talked about it or not, but it's there. Miracle Workers, which you have Miracle Workers in, in uh, parentheses as well, so I don't know if that's what network that's on. Oh, that's TBS. Okay, that's on TBS. That's uh, been renewed for a second season. <laughs> yes. Um, it'll have the same cast, but deal with a different time period. I think they're going to talk about like the Middle Ages. Mm, I see. The last OG will get a third season on TBS. Madam Secretary, contrary to what we said last week, has been canceled after six seasons. Um, so I think this upcoming for a final season. Well, this upcoming six season that got renewed for will be its last. Shout out to Revelation Entertainment. 
you found your hit and you wrote it for six seasons. Now they, make a movie. They used to not pay me to do their to make their coffee in the morning. <laughs> yeah, thanks guys. Anyways, <laughs> the tick has been canceled over on Prime Video. I saw some people up in arms on Twitter about that. Apparently, that was a good show. Uh, but but, I don't have Amazon. <laughs> uh, I think you do with Amazon Prime. Yeah, technically, but oh no, not my Prime. My Prime is a family Prime. Uh, I only have the two-day shipping. I right. do not have your the television dad has access or the music. To, your dad has access to yes. that, which he doesn't use. Right. Humans has been canceled after three seasons on AMC. Oh, can- humans, we're all canceled. Hey! It's the end of the world on just AMC. We're all canceled. So that's it for cancellations and renewals. Deaths. We have a couple deaths. Nikki Lauda, age 70, Austrian racing driver, who was a world champion in 1975, 1977, and 1984. We're stretching our premise a little bit with that one. Uh, this was the big <laughs> one in uh, Sports World oh, that died. Yeah, I guess this counts as sports. Yeah. Um, he was also uh, part of the Ron Howard film Rush. Uh, that inspiration took off of Nikki Lauda's racing uh, there. I see. Yeah. Also, Melvin Edmonds, age 65, an R&B singer in After 7. That's a group? Or is group. That? Okay. That's a group, After 7. Got that right. All right, that's it for can- uh, cancellations. Cancel- yeah, human cancellations. Human cancellations. Humans got canceled, <laughs> also those humans got canceled. Uh, then additionally, uh, it's time to talk about music. Oh, we always start music with the Billboard, and we always start Billboard. With the Hot 100. Yes, what's the number one song burning up the charts again this week? Uh, the number one song is the newly signed Lil Mass X with yeah. Old Town Road. Still Old Town Road. Still number one song in the country. Country radio still will not play it. Well, guess what? what? I don't care. <laughs> Everyone else will play it. No. What? Number two is I Don't Care. Oh, yes. I Don't Care. Yes, the new song by Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. Uh, is I Don't Care. That's number two. I also don't care. I uh, also care about that song. Number three uh, it's, it's, it's the you know same. What? I heard that song. It's fine. It's better than Shape of You. Okay. That's what I will say about the song I Don't Care by Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber. It's fine and it's better than Shape of You. Uh, I'll give it a It's less then. creepy than Shape of You. That's <laughs> most of it for me. All right. Uh, number three is Sucker. I'm a sucker for you. Sucker. By the Jonas Brothers. Yep. Number four, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. I want to note that this is the first time that Billie Eilish has a single in the top five. Her album has been in the top uh, 100, or top 200, sorry, for albums uh, for a, a bunch of weeks now. But yeah, this is the first time one of her singles has cracked the top five. Yep. And number five, Wow, period. Wow. By Post Malone. Wow. All right, as for your Billboard 200, 200. Uh, number one, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind by Logic. Yeah, I didn't see this coming. Uh, no one did. Well, yeah, I guess it's that to your to your I guess it class. defies logic. It defies logic. Yeah, Dude, I why should I, I think of that one? I will have to eventually listen to that. Uh, uh, number two, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Question mark. By Billie Eilish. Yep. Number three, Free Spirit by Khalid. Number four, Space Between by Sammy Hagar and The Circle. Yes. This is weird. I bet his tickets went on sale. I was going to say. And that's why they're up there. Tickets. (laughs) All those tickets. And number five, Thank You, Common Next by Ariana Grande. We'll never leave. We'll never leave. Uh, All right. I wonder if that will be your best-selling album of the year. It just might be. It just might be. But we have new releases. Uh... 
First up, we have guards with post no guards by modern hymns. No, no, no. I had it right the first time. Guards with, Go with your modern hymns. <laughs> I had it right. Yeah. Um, Kate Lebon with reward. I'll be checking that out. Flying Lotus with Flamagra. Honeyblood with In Plain Sight. I will also be checking that out. Joan as Policewoman yes. in Jonthology. <laughs> or Joanthology. Sure, either way. Uh, Justin Towns Earl with The Saint of the Lost Causes. Morrissey. Yes, that Morrissey. Ugh. With California Sun. California Sun. Okay. Uh, uh, Sabato with Act Surprised. Okay. <gasps> sting. That Sting? <laughs> yes, that Sting. That Sting. One with and only. With my songs. His songs. Not your songs. Yeah. Or his songs. Sting songs. Not his, not even Sting songs. My songs. It's my songs. His songs. Uh, we also have YG with For Real. For Real. For Real? For Real. For Real. Yeah, like Connor for real? Yeah. Yeah, for, for real. real. For real. I guess that means that that movie has finally hit everything, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? Maybe. Possibly has finally hit everything? I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't have. I've never seen an album premiere through a uh, washing machine. That has yet to happen. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, it's possible. And lastly, we have Steve Lacey with Apollo XXI. Or Apollo 21, however you want to one. say it. All right. All right. Thank you for those uh, new releases. Well, let's talk about music news now. Why not? Uh, first up, talking about TikTok. Oh, that's my favorite Kesha song. On the clock. Body don't <laughs> that's stop. That's not my favorite Kesha song, but it is a Kesha song. No, your no. favorite Kesha song is when you take Godzilla to meet your <laughs> parents. <laughs> that is cute, but no, not my favorite. Uh, but anyways. Is it Rainbows? I don't know. I have to think about this. Uh, anyways, but we're not talking about Kesha. We're actually talking about the app TikTok. Unfortunately, we are talking about the app TikTok with uh, specifically ByteDance, the Beijing-based owner of TikTok video app. ByteDance is a good name for your company, by the way. It I is. like ByteDance. Yes. Uh, ByteDance is developing a paid, yes, paid, yes. streaming music service aimed at the same emerging markets that Spotify and Apple are seeking to explore. Yeah. Uh, the app could be introduced as early as this fall, uh, which adds to the company that has already secured licenses uh, from the large Indian music labels, T-Series, which is huge on YouTube. I want to... Yeah. I, I want to, like, take a moment, because we know we don't talk about it as much. <laughs> right. But T-Series is... Massive on YouTube. I mean, really, we could be saying that about TikTok as well. We should we should acknowledge for those of you who are say our age or older that don't know what the hell we're talking about. TikTok is a video uploading and sharing uh, site, not too dissimilar from Vine, uh, but kind of took the took the the baton from Vine after Vine collapsed, and is now kind of the place where you go to watch stupid videos that people upload of themselves. Briefly uh, doing stupid things. Uh, <laughs> most of the time, they're briefly doing music video stuff. Right. Or lip-syncing, more likely. Yeah, a lot of lip-sync videos. Yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's a it's I included the story strictly because of if like again, if you're our age or older, you do not have the context to know how big this thing is with the younger generation. It is enormous, and also very big internationally. If you'd like to know how big it is, look up social media apps in your um, Google Play Store or yeah. Apple Store. It's up there, and it will be top five guaranteed. Yeah. It is literally that big. I think it goes like Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, TikTok. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It's huge. It's a really big deal. And so I I included this because yeah, I think that if they're they have the, the, the market to potentially bring their existing users over to their music service. Yes. Do note that although they've secured licenses for T series and Times Music uh, they have not had many deals with the three major label groups yeah. being Sony, Universal, or Warner. I think this is going to be something that is going to take time. I think it's going to take for uh, this to be a huge hit overseas before the U.S. labels realize, oh, this is a big deal. I think that because a lot of people in the U.S., or at least among our generation, see TikTok as, oh, that kid thing? They will ignore this. Yeah. And that's why they're targeting, you know, where there's massive amounts of people in India and uh, Beijing, China, you know, where there's like literally 2 billion people within those two countries alone. Yeah. But if something's globally big, it's only a matter of time until it comes here. So that's, oh, yeah. that's, that's what I'm saying is like, there's a possibility that if it becomes the biggest thing overseas, it may become huge here. Uh, I don't know if I want to see that happen. I don't know. Good happen. But I'm not going to basically voodoo doll this thing to right. not happen. <laughs> I don't know if that's a phrase or an expression. I just created it. But bad will. I don't want to issue bad will to it because this thing could very well be the next big thing. And we're just sitting here being like, uh-huh, my, my 10-year-old watches that right, thing. yeah. These 16-year-olds are talking but about hey, TikTok. Those 10 and 16-year-olds become adults. They do. And eventually. It's a matter of time. It's a matter of time. All right. Speaking of a matter of time. Yeah. Whitney Houston is only a matter of time until she got back on stage. Yeah, uh, sort of. Well, may or may not get back on stage. We'll see. Uh, according to an article in the New York Times, the estate is now, quote, Open for business. Yeah, that's interesting because for a while after her death, uh, the Whitney Houston estate was very sensitive to the kind of things that they would allow uh, her likeness to be used uh, to promote. Right. Well, the executor. Yes, that's my favorite Pokemon. Yes, the executor, Pat Houston, (laughs) of the... Of the Whitney Houston <laughs> estate. an executor named Pat Houston. <laughs> My executor is named Go no, Pat Houston. Go no, Pat Executor. Executor. <laughs> Sorry. Yes. That's going to be a low-living executor. That's going to be a low executor. Anyways. Anyways. The executor of the uh, Whitney Houston estate, uh, Pat Houston, uh, has pacted a deal with publishing and management company Primary Wave for a hologram tour. Mm-hmm. That's right. Whitney Houston hologram. in hologram form in tour. Halogram. Halogram. Uh, also, 
there will be an album of unreleased material, a musical, <gasps> and more. Yeah. I can't wait for more. Uh, said no one. <laughs> uh, according to the report, Primary Wave will acquire 50% of the estate's assets, including the singer's royalties from the mu- from music and film, merchandising, and the rights to uh, use her name and likeness. I'm not going to use the word exploit, right. but use. Yeah, but yeah. also... Also exploit the <laughs> hell out of it. That's not, that's not wrong, though. No, it's not wrong. Yeah. Uh, as, I mean, I guess I have to use the word exploit when this deal is valued at $14 million. Yeah. And that's kind and of the dark side of the story. They're going to want to make that money back. Yeah. It's, 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 the story's frustrating, but this is just how it is to be famous and die now. Is that you're never, you never really go away. Because you, you, the, your likeness rights are always in a, a holding company, which is often crosses over with your own family. And that they get to choose from there on what they do. And of course, if they have the opportunity to make money off of you, they're going to do it. This was only a matter of time, and it's just yeah, it's like these these likeness holders need to decide where that line is, and for most of the time, there is no line. Turns out, what line? Between like once you cross over into death, yeah. it's only literally a matter of time. But what I mean is like that line about and like, that time. What being... should we do that is respectful of this person, and what what maybe isn't respectful of this person, and what we're seeing more and more now is like. Yeah, who cares? They're dead. You know who started this trend? Michael Jackson. I blame Michael Jackson for dying. Well, <laughs> <laughs> and starting this trend of dead celebrities uh, making I mean, money after their I mean, death. I mean, there's a lot of things you can blame Michael Jackson for, <laughs> but dying is weirdly not the one thing that you can. So, like, maybe don't do that. But, no, you're right. Elvis Presley. Sure. He's yes, like Elvis. this. His like this never goes away. He had one too many peanut butter banana. Sandwiches. Actually, fun fact. So I was watching the Avengers again. Okay. Um, and so at the so we're watching the Avengers at the very end. You know, it does the whole credit. It says yeah. the, the the licensing. The very first licensing it says is to Elvis Presley and Elvis Presley Estates. And so watching the film, yeah, I was trying to be very attentive, trying to find anything related to Elvis, and I cannot <laughs> find it. But it's there. They it's mention there it somewhere. But it's there somewhere. Yeah. I have a feeling that it's the what Stanley's clothing wears. That's like a because it's white, so it might be it like invokes a, a specific Elvis movie. It invokes a specific Elvis like style because the white uh, suit. But yeah, I don't know. That's, that's the only question. thing I can think you of. Should just Google this, that. Where is Elvis in Endgame? I should just Google that. You should just Google that. I'm sure someone figured it out. Yeah, but. somebody, some stupid person has watched that movie enough to know where Elvis. is. I'm one of those stupid persons to not <laughs> know where it is. <laughs> anyways, it's not the music. Let's move on. Anyways, uh, yes. Anyways, the moral of the story here is Whitney Stewart. Whitney Stewart. Whitney, Whitney Stewart. Ho- a Whitney person just made up. Whitney Hologram coming to a Houston near you. <laughs> Pat, Pat Houston, my executor, coming to a Pokemon battle near you. All right. Anyway. Anyways, we have thoughts. Uh, we have thoughts. We need to talk about something you're very dedicated to. Oh, man. This thing. Okay. All right. So, you're dedicated. 
I You're am, a dedicated fan. I am a dedicated fan. Am I a dedicated fan? Carly Rae Jepsen. I don't know. You 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 I spent some money and attended a live concert. I so went to a concert. There's some dedication there's, there. All right, so there's a bit I'll of give you some dedication there. All right. But yes, uh, Carly Rae Egyptian. Egyptian. <laughs> Carly Rae Egyptian. We are falling apart on this podcast Whoa! right now. Okay. Carly Rae Jepsen's new album, Dedicated, came out last week. Um, and I am happy to report it is very good. Oh, okay, so that's what you're reporting. Yes. I'm happy to report that. I want to get this laid out right now, though. It's not as good as emotion. Okay. I will. That's my caveat. And I only say that because it's hard to follow a perfect album or a near perfect album. Emotion, every single song on that record is good. With Dedicated, there's maybe a couple songs that I could see potentially maybe skip it. Though, the bulk of it is still very good. And they are Carly Rae Jepsen songs exactly like you want a Carly Rae Jepsen song to be. It's a lot of clever lyrics. It's a, a real big hooks. Uh, like a real interesting mix of instrumentation and Carly's voice. Like, it's got all the pieces uh, that make Carly Rae Jepsen's music her own and unique. They're all here. Uh, there's some really cool experiments that she hasn't really done before. With like having a song that has a very heavy guest presence. There's a song on here with um, like where she goes into a register of voice that she hadn't gone into before. There's even a song that doesn't necessarily have a chorus towards the end of this record. So she's trying new things within the kind of parameters of being Carly Rae Jepsen. And I think it's largely successful. I, I really, really enjoy it. Um, and yeah, I think it's a really good one. Okay. Did you I, listen to this? I did also listen to it because I knew you would listen to it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I pre-ordered the record. It's not here yet, but you, I pre-ordered it. You bought it. tickets already to already a, a concert. Tour. So yes, of course I was going to listen to this. Yes. So because you were going to listen to this, I decided that I should also listen to this. Okay. And this album made me angry. <laughs> it made you angry? I don't know what it was. So when I first listened to it, the first half of this album made me angry. And I couldn't figure out why. Because <laughs> you, because you knew that you're not the person that Carly is singing to. That's no, what, no, that's that, what made you angry. No, that's actually not what made me angry. What made, <laughs> because weirdly enough, the album actually ended up telling me what, what I was so angry about. <laughs> okay. With, with the song called "The Sound." Oh, uh huh. And that's what made me angry about it. That <laughs> I didn't want the lyrics. I just wanted the sound. The sound. The sound. <laughs> Because that's actually what's really great about this album is the sound of it. I like the sound of it. I don't necessarily yeah. like the lyrics of it or any messages. Are you saying it. you wanted her to stop talking? I just wanted to stop talking and just give <laughs> the sound. Oh, I well, like well. the sound of this oh, thing. That's harsh. But I also like the sound of this thing. Yeah. But also, there's some really good lyrics in this. Although thing. there are good lyrics yeah. in this, I I I enjoyed this album. I enjoyed listening to it. Um, I liked that song, the sound, and I liked the one that came after it. Uh, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or too, no, or too much. Too much. Yes, too, too much, much is a jam. Too much is. Too much sounds should like, be a hit. I yeah. I I told. <laughs> when I was talking about this album this week. I I I said it reminded me of like a couple of years ago, Selena Gomez. <laughs> it sounds a lot like uh, 
Remember the, uh, the, the can't keep my hands to myself? Yes. They sound very similar. Their intros are very similar. Yeah, I can get that. It's that kind of song. But yeah, it's, it's really, really fun one. Yeah. But yeah, Too Much is a good song. I yeah. look forward to that charting. I hope it charts. Essentially, I mean, that's the thing about Carly now, is that it's music that should be that popular, should. that for some reason or another, doesn't chart. Okay. She has this like weird like problem now where like nothing can succeed, <laughs> which is weird. But yeah, um, it's a, the the album's interesting because it's almost like a like a it, uh, almost like a concept album about like an obsessed girlfriend. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Every single, almost every song on this record is about how much like she's like trying to prove like how obsessed she is about this guy. You mean Julian? Yeah, for example. Even though that is actually framed as, oh, I used to see this guy named Julian, and I still think about him all the time. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> why I was angry about it. <laughs> like, some of the messages were, like, mixed it's messages. Not, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, she's, she's... One of the things about Carly is that she always writes from, like, a perspective that you can tell is not really hers. But is like evokes that of maybe like an alternate personality that she has of like the really really obsessed romantic. Like I just can't picture her actually being this person. It's weird. She's she's a lot like she the way she does like writes her songs are always like it seems like almost like a second person narrative to me. Mm -hmm. Where it's like a story about like this is a, a scenario that is happening to someone. Spoken from the first person, but it's not actually first person because it isn't as detailed as it could be. It's weird. I don't know really how to explain that, but... Well, no, let Carly explain where you don't want the lyrics, you just want the sound, the sound, the sound. <laughs> yeah, that song's really good. That song is good. That song's character. That, um, that song was in my head, like... But yeah, uh, I guess the, the long story short version of this is, if you liked Emotion, this is a no-brainer. Definitely check this out. It's... Just as fun, not as consistent, but just as fun, and the peaks are just as high. And like I said, I think she's trying new things here and there that make it interesting and make me wonder about like what the future of her music is going to be. Because if she just keeps getting weirder, like that's nothing but good news to me. Like I want to see her experiment. I want to see. Oh no, this, there's definitely a lot of experimental and stuff. There's some weird stuff. There's, there's definitely she's trying some new stuff out. Also, did you catch the one Jack Antonoff cut? Uh, there is a song on this record that's produced by none other than Jack Antonoff. Which one was that? That would be uh, Want You In My Room, which I believe oh, is the yes, third yes, third song. Yeah. <laughs> it's got all these trappings. He, of course, produced that Lord album, Melodrama. Yep. He produced Reputation with Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Right, anyways, uh, did you listen to any other albums? Ah, uh, that's pretty much it. Okay, I thought you were listening to the second one. I probably said I was going to listen to something, but I don't remember. Cool. <laughs> Let's go to video games. Carly eclipsed all last week. I told you that was going to happen. Yeah. I told you you're, you're still listening to Carly. Yeah. All right. Uh, that brings us into video games as we start wrapping it things does. up here. Video games. And let's talk about new releases. Guess what? There are none. All right, we're done. <laughs> so the reason for this is, of course, if you know anything about the video game industry, we are a mere, what, two weeks away from E3? Yep. At this point, 14 days. 
so that is when basically the industry goes on lockdown, nothing really comes out, uh, because everybody's ready to make their big announcements. So, uh, yeah, we'll be in a video game lull for a couple weeks here. Uh, well, stuff will be released, like, periodically. Also, uh, stuff will go on sale within these next two weeks. Uh, not only from yes. developers, but from consoles as well. I have a story about sales, in fact. Oh, well, let's get right into that then, shall we? Uh, speaking of sales and online sales, Epic Games, yes, those people, uh, well, these people, I guess, the Epic Game Store just launched its first ever mega sale. Yep. Uh, as from now, that's right, now as of this recording, through June 13th, which would be right into E3, yep. uh, it is offering up to, yes, up to, 75% off select titles. Um, additionally, the company is digging into its own war chest to give people extra $10. That's right, you. That's right, you can get an extra $10 off on every game purchase over $14.99. This means your $15 game becomes a $5 game. $5 foot game. Yes. Uh, this also means there's no cost to the publisher or developer. Uh, the discount only works on games. It can't be used on downloadable content or season passes. However, anyone who recently pre-purchased or bought a game on the store will also get a refund within the next 7 to 12 days. This is uh, their first time doing refunds, I believe. Normally, yeah. when you buy stuff online, it's you bought it, that's it. Um, except, I think, Steam does like a one-hour preview window, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Like a one- or two-hour preview window where if you don't like the game after that amount of right, time, right. you can just return it. But yeah, Epic Game Store. Um, we're mentioning this because they're Epic Games. They launched a new game store, and this is a great way to yeah. get people to get to their site. I thought it was interesting because this is the first big explosion, and they're doing it big. Right, it's not like, oh, we're new, so everything needs to be kept <laughs> in pristine condition. No, nope. no, it's we're like, oh, make moves. like we want people to be signed up on our site, so we're going to give you discounts on games. Yeah, it's a smart business move because get them in with the discounts, and then you keep them there. Mm-hmm. And when stuff starts rolling in, like I'm sure they'll have announcements of only on Epic Games can you get this, or. You can get this now on Epic Games. People already have accounts because of it, and just download it and play. But, they're not the only ones who are going to have big announcements. Yeah, okay, this next story... It's, it's Microsoft. This They may <laughs> say it's Sony and Microsoft, but well, they're using Microsoft technology. Uh-huh. Therefore, it's a Microsoft well, story. Say the story, but we'll get there. All right, well, Sony, yes, that's Sony, and Microsoft, yes, that Microsoft. The two of them are partnering partnering on, quote, new innovations to enhance customer experiences in their direct-to-consumer entertainment platforms and mm-hmm. AI solutions, uh-huh. end quote. Under the strategic partnership, the two companies will explore joint development of future cloud solutions that will benefit their respective games and content streaming services 
xCloud, or CrossCloud, for Microsoft, and PlayStation Now for mm-hmm. Sony. Yeah. The PlayStation. Uh, they are also looking into using current Microsoft Azure, as in the color, <laughs> uh, data centers for Sony's streaming service, uh, as well as building better development platforms for content creators. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Uh, this literally was the big thing, the big news this past yeah. week, because that's all anyone could talk about was, oh my god, they're actually going to partner up. The end of the console wars. They made an agreement. So, first of all, no. It's not that. uh, What this really is, is it's two tech tech companies being like, hey, uh, Microsoft probably at some point approached Sony and probably said, hey, it's like that that streaming tech you got. We understand that there's some issues with it. We understand that PlayStation Now is not the biggest thing in the world. We also understand there's probably other aspects of your corporation that would benefit from our cloud technology. So they probably had a tech meeting, and I bring that up specifically for a follow-up story that I, I, I will talk about in a second. <laughs> the tech part of the companies, and had a talk and realized, hey, maybe we should partner up and share this technology with you so that way we can both benefit from this cloud computing future. This was not a video game-centric decision. To the point where, this is my favorite part of this story, the PlayStation team said this week over at Sony that they had no idea this was happening mm-hmm. and that they were caught off guard by the announcement because for all they know, all the streaming stuff was still technology that was happening in-house. This is because like five years ago, before they launched PlayStation Now, they bought a company mm-hmm. called Gaikai yes. that did streaming video that did video game streaming content. And they bought that and turned it into PlayStation Now. So Sony, or at least the people at PlayStation, thinking this is already done in house. They already do streaming video games. Why would they talk to their competitor? <laughs> I mean, but there is actually an answer to that, though, and there is some sort of real, like a real partnership here. I don't want to also. I don't want to say that this is like, oh, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. But at the same time, I also don't want to say that this is um, this is not a partnership. It is still a partnership. It's still two companies that are ostensibly rivals in the video game space that are going to share technology that will be used in the video game space. That is not questioned here. That is still happening. Mm-hmm. Microsoft technology will be at the basis of whatever PlayStation now becomes down the road. Ultimately, I see this as kind of a superhero team-up against a common villain google stadia that's what i see that, it as that is literally what it is yeah i see my I was about to bring that like up. this is our opportunity to show google that they have no idea what they're getting into i was gonna say there's a good there's actual grounds for this announcement happening two two weeks to a month after yeah. uh-huh. google stadia was announced at the game developers conference we already knew microsoft was in a place where they were about to announce whatever they're going to do streaming-wise for Xbox. Right. That and, will happen at E3. Right. And it's not a an accident that the PlayStation 5 leaks or mm-hmm. the big like article that they did was announced prior to E3 either. Mm-hmm. This is These aren't all by, like, oh my god, these are leaking, breaking stories, shush, no. insider secrets. No, these are done on purpose. This is all planned. And this is, like... Basically, the culmination of what we've been seeing of the bits and pieces. 
that because Google Stadia was not, and Google is planning on getting into the video game infrastructure, and because they have not only the technology, but the massive infrastructure for yeah. streaming online games, or just streaming games online, and I think they're actually threatened by that YouTube Play Now button that they're looking to implement. That is big. If that potentially. is it's potentially big, if it works, it's big if it works uh-huh. and <laughs> laughable if it doesn't. Like I don't know <laughs> the uh, eye eyeglasses, Google <laughs> yeah. glass. Yeah, like like all their things that have gone awry. But anyways. Yeah, that's the way I see it. I don't necessarily see this as like, oh, suddenly Microsoft and Sony are going to be working together in a lot of ways. No, this just means that Microsoft saw one of Sony's weaknesses that, and they realized, hey, this would benefit the industry as a whole if we were able to make the video game players that already exist, Sony's boxes and Microsoft mm-hmm. boxes, to do the streaming thing better than Google's new thing, service can. Because if they're doing it better, then it puts Google in a harder position to launch Stadia as a legitimate competitor. What happens, like, because imagine, like, if, if the big uh, developers and publishers, especially the big publishers, want to put their game games, their exclusive games on a pro, uh, one platform, and if the streaming is good regardless of where they're going to go, they're going to team up with the tried and true players. They're not going to go to Google first. This is brilliant strategizing for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And Microsoft, as we saw last E3, bought or partnered up, mm-hmm. bought a lot of companies already to make Microsoft yeah. exclusive content. Funny enough, there's rumor going around that Sony is doing the exact same thing this E3, that they're yeah. pulling resources from studios they work with to create one in-house studio. That'd be smart. That'd be really, really smart. But yeah, uh, like so yeah, in the end of the day, the story seems like a big deal, and it is partially a big deal. It's just not a world-ending, uh, like, crazy, like, catastrophe as a lot of people would imagine yeah. it to be. It's just, this is the way this industry is, is going, slowly but surely, is the walls are coming down with these companies working together, but that does not mean that you're going to have the Microsoft PlayStation anytime soon. <laughs> All right. Well, no, it's not. No. Uh, All, right. All right. Moving on to thoughts. Did you play any video games? I did not play any video games. Uh, I played some <laughs> more Everybody's Golf. I got to the point where I could fish. And then I played fishing for like two straight hours as I was trying to level up to <laughs> catch bigger fish. Only to be disappointed by the fish I was catching. <laughs> That's a definitely a golf game, even though they throw in mini games. I was gonna say, there's a, a golf, golf game. game. There's a lot of go- fishing in this golf game. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, I played that. I also played Kingdom Hearts um, Critical Mode. Of course, of course, as I do. Uh, other than that, oh, oh. I, uh, I did jump back into uh, Tetris '99 for a day. Okay. Um, I played the the tournament and I unlocked the Game Boy skin. There's a Game Boy skin. There's a Game Boy skin. There's a Game Boy skin. You had to participate in the tournament though, which is now over. In order to get the Game Boy skins. So. Hey, you're skin like a Game Boy. I'm skin like a Game Boy now. Uh, though the 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 the, the uh, challenge has gotten a lot harder now. I guess people have just been sitting on that thing and getting real real good. I think the highest I got was like 16th place. Okay. I, uh, yeah, I just was not. I only played like six or so rounds, but still, right. it was like 
it seemed like people are better than they were week one. So or or, or all the weak people dropped off, and mm-hmm. all that remains is the elite players. It, yeah. People are still on it, or the diehards. Yep. Um, in like phone app video games, uh-huh. HQ had their season three uh, this past week, which means we are in season four. So you can start as a fresh new slate player and start building up for season four freebies. Yeah, but what I understand is there's no Scott, so no, no deal. No, he's doing MLB. We covered that. <laughs> no Scott, no deal. No, but you do get the Question 5 song. Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know. I, I only played for like a month. All right. Well, that's what I'm playing on a every other day basis, uh-huh. pretty much. Uh, but I think that ends us, right? I think we're done. I think we're done. I think we have done more to cover. That'll do it then. For Unless there's any games. other breaking news. No. Uh, that'll do it for video games. All right. That does it for the Media Boat Podcast. All right. Wrap us up. So thanks for joining us uh, today. This Plug away. Wednesday night for the Media Boat Podcast. If you want to see us live next time, we're live on YouTube.com. Just search Media Boat Podcast. Um, every Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. You uh, just search uh, Media, uh, Media Boat Podcast on YouTube. You'll find our channel. Like uh, and subscribe and like click the little bell and you'll get notifications when we go live. It's fun how it works like that. If you want to hear our audio version of the podcast, you can also do so. Just look up Media Boat Podcast on your podcatcher of choice or on Apple Podcasts. Catch, catch, catch. You can also find us on social media. Uh, Media Boat Pod, uh, sorry, on Twitter or at Media Boat Cast. Facebook, just search Media Boat Podcast to find our page. Like and comment. You can also find us on Patreon.com slash Media Boat if you want to help us out with money. Even a low, 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 low uh, price of $1 a month can help us. So please, uh, please, if you can, please go on to Patreon.com slash Media Boat to support us if you can. Uh, we're also, we play video games every once in a while on uh, twitch.tv slash mediaboat. And if you want to email us, ask us any questions, uh, I swear, if you ask us a question, we'll read it on the air. I guarantee. Uh, <laughs> just search in mediaboat, or go, so email that to mediaboatpodcast at gmail.com. That was it. So uh, we'll see you guys uh, next week. For another episode of the Media Boat Podcast. In the meantime, enjoy your Memorial Day weekend. Go see Aladdin. Or don't. Disney has enough money as it is. (laughs) Or do, because they need to pay off all these debts, I guess. Something like that. Uh, But we'll be back next week with more entertaining news. And now time to go talk to a dog about... A dog. A dog. Bye. All right, bye. Bye.